podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. We're on apparently. I tell you what, absolute shambles behind the scenes at the moment. <laughs> Welcome back to the Villa View post-match point with myself, Dan Bardell. I'm joined by Ty Bracey and Neil from For the Love of Paul McGrath podcast, my favourite podcaster at the moment. What wasn't my favourite tonight was watching Villa. I can't imagine for any minute that anyone that played on Monday against Fulham is going to be worried about their place after that pretty tepid, pretty tedious evening, to be fair, Ty. Neil, pleased to now come on and talk about it. Uh, I mean, to be fair, mate, we've had a good run, haven't we? We've had a good few shows. Uh, it was only a matter of time before that uh, before that it, that would change. Um, it's just, you know, I thought the you know the winning fighting mentality was you know would have been instilled into the entire squad, you know. But uh, with some of the performances tonight, I you know, I think there was a few lazy performances tonight. If I'm honest. Yeah, yeah, Neil, to be fair, I think we all quite enjoyed the cup game last week. I know, I know I did, and I was expecting something similar tonight. So it's I went into last week with zero expectation when I saw the team, but tonight I actually had a little bit of expectation off the, off the back of, of last week. But it just goes to show you. I mean, this is this is a villa that me personally, I'm more comfortable with. I can't be doing all this winning and clean sheets. T- tonight's the villa I know and love. That, that's what it's all about for me. It was a strange, um, strange kind of... Kind of type of game. Michael O'Neill uh, brought out his Stoke team, I suppose, more so with uh, probably a better mentality than the than the Villa team he came onto the field with tonight. It was it almost had an international feel to it. It was very slow, ponderous. Everything was played in front of the back lines, both back lines. Their goal was nothing to write home about. They didn't do much either. I, I don't write an awful lot into that game. Uh, as I say, it was very much you know I. I I I watched Michael O'Neill's teams play in League of Ireland football. He used to manage uh, Shamrock Rovers over here as well, and and like he's he's a very good tactically, uh, and his yeah. international side stuff was good as well. But from from tonight's game, it really was. It was like Faroe Islands versus Liechtenstein or something tonight. You know, it wasn't it wasn't of great quality, and uh, I don't think anybody's going to be putting that in their highlight reel. Now, you talk about Michael O'Neill and, he, and his tactical flexibility, but I've got to say, I mean, Villa made light work of the back three against Fulham on Monday, as we all know. Stokes' back three, we, had, we couldn't really break it down. We, did, we didn't really have an answer to it. It was only really, there's a little spell at the start of the second half and then at the end when Jed Steer was up for the corners that we looked like, like we might score. Should we read too much into the fact that our reserves couldn't break down their reserves? I mean, does, does it really matter? There'll be people that want a cut run. There'll be people, people that don't. For me, I don't like losing any game in particular, especially when you're a Premier League team, playing a championship team. But there isn't too much you can read into it, really, is there? Don't, don't think so. Um, like, as I was saying to a couple of guys in, in chat earlier on, that, you know, the narrative is going to be that our backups aren't good enough. And yes, that is probably true. But when you play all 11 of our backups at one time, you're going yeah. to get disjointed performances. You know, that Stoke team does... That, that Stoke... 
those those three uh, center halves for Stoke were better than the three center halves that, that Fulham had. That Nathan Collins is going to be a star. He, he's he, he that Nathan Collins is Irish player. He's going to be a star. Harry Suter was probably man of the match, and Bruno Martins Indy has has caps for the Netherlands. You know, so yeah. uh, not being able to break down those three isn't exactly a. Uh, uh, you know, a horrible situation considering it was Keenan Davis and it wasn't exactly our our main striker. But uh, it's it's just it's a funny game. I can't get too high. I can't get too frustrated over it. Um, I couldn't really pick many many positives out 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 from it at all. But it was uh, it was just a funny game. It was one of one of those games that you kind of wanted it to go to penalties and for us yeah. to win on penalties and just kind of draw a line under it and kind of come back come back against Liverpool on Sunday. But it just never really happened. Yeah, and Ty. I've been doing a little bit of mathematics and I think there's a couple of players at the moment who might not be able to make our 25-man squad for the Premier League. I think when we come to name it, I think we're oversubscribed in, in terms of, of 25. So there's a couple of people there that either A, needed to put themselves in the, in the shot window or B, needed to prove that they were good enough to get into the 25. And really, there was a few of them that didn't either. Yeah, mate. I, I mean, I definitely agree. As you said to Neil, just like it sounded... Uh... So some of those people aren't our reserves. Some of those people are, you know, essentially our bench, you know, and, yeah. you know, Hawes has gone off injured, worrying. Dick says a left centre-back were down, you know, so, you know, I assume a conversation with regards to transfers might be a little bit different in the in the morning if we wasn't already um, in for a centre-back. So I think that's definitely uh, going to be a thing. But, you know... As well, you know, I'm, I'm not going to knock Keenan as a whole, but I think we need to bring another striker in. I think Wesley's going to be off the pace when he comes back. I think Keenan needs a season on loan in the Championship, you know, because we're, we're, if anything happens to Ollie Watkins, we've got okay, Trey Ore can cover striker, but, you know, I, I'd rather him stay on the right wing and we bring out another, you know, out-and-out out striker more than anything. Yes, yeah, I mean, it's way too early to be getting on Trey Ore's back, obviously, but he was... Pretty quiet tonight. I mean, it was a disjoint performance all round. Sometimes when you do yeah. change all your players, you you will have a game like that. It's just a fact of life. It's, it's a fact of football. But Troy Ore, for all that he was good last week, he never really got in the game at all tonight, did he? No, he didn't at all, mate. Um, but as you said, it's one of as it's one of those, you know. Um, that was Stokes, you know, reserve team. You know, some of our bench, some of our reserve team. Uh, on a plus side, though, I didn't think Jacob Ramsey did. Uh, did too bad at all. Good to see him to get some minutes, but uh, you know, more importantly, it's just match fitness for most people, and it that's probably what's in Dean's head more than a you know a cup run to the final again. Yeah, I mean, Neil, I was looking on on social media th- through the game because I was a little bit bored. In fairness, and just after as well, and one of the players that seems to be getting the stick, it's it's the usual guy. It's it's Anwar El Ghazi. Now, I'm not for one minute suggesting he had the game of his life because because he didn't. No one did. But I actually thought second half, he was the only one who really looked like he might make something happen. Do you think people have been a little bit harsh on him? I think, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. So everyone's going to call me a hypocrite if I come on here saying that he was he was fantastic because I usually uh, I usually give him about a six or a five out of ten on a, on a weekly basis. Look, I like what I, I like. I um. I liked what he did tonight. Uh, that shot that he had was quite good. That skip into the box was good. Yeah, Took a couple good. of balls to the byline, but he does that. But I just find that it's literally like, like you need to find a wizard of Oz for him. You need to get him in footballing brain. He just doesn't. For me, that's the biggest problem. He's got all the physical attributes. He's as, he's fast. He's strong. He's athletic. He runs correctly. He's got good body mechanics. The whole lot. When you look at him, he looks like a player. It's just the decision making from time to time is silly. Like there in the first half, there was a free. We we had a free kick and. 
it was out in the corner of the of, of the edge of the area, but it was right out in the corner. And he goes for a shot, and I'm going like, you know, no one scores from there. Not even Ronaldo, who he obviously models his game on, scores from there. Nobody does. It's just not a scorable position. And it's those kind of those kind of frustrating things. But to give him his due, he did try and pull us into it by the scruff of his neck tonight. And and if that goal goes in, I'm probably uh, I probably don't care if I'm a hypocrite now. I'm probably singing his praises. And it's as a Villa fan, it's my right to be fickle. Um, you know, it's my so right. It's it. my God given right. <laughs> but, but yeah, it's like he's. He's very much a guy that I suppose the pressure is obviously on him because Jack is going to be playing his position. Bertrand Troy is in there. You, who knows? Maybe Milat Reshikak comes back, comes in uh, late in the late in the transfer window, something along those lines. Uh, you just don't know. Uh, even Ross Barkley has been known to play out in the wide left at times, you know. So he's very much under under um, pressure from from that point of view, and. Um, I don't know. Really, is he kind of trying to meet the crescendo of the of the moment with it, and is he really trying to fight for his place? But then again, you know, we're only seeing games for him in the in the the Carabao Cup at the moment, so uh, it's very unfair, I suppose, to say that about him as well. Yeah, I mean, his stats from last season on the face of it, in terms of productivity, goals and assists, it's not actually terrible. So I think a lot of the criticism we got last season is a little bit unfair. But I think the one thing that rankles Villa fans a little bit tight. It's, for example, when Davies puts that ball across the box and he's not breaking his neck to get on the end of it, doesn't really want to put himself in where it might hurt. Do you think, do you think that's the thing that annoys the Villa fans the most? Yeah, I mean, as soon as that happened, the first thing that crossed my, my mind was Ollie Watkins probably would have been on the end of that. you know. But uh, yeah, it's just giving that that extra 5-10% just to get on the end of it. I mean, don't get it wrong, Watkins has, uh, has missed a couple of those, you know, just not quite been in the right place at the right time and the ball's come in. Uh, come in the box, but yeah, just tonight weren't meant to be, mate. I mean, and how, Ty, how much, how much did we need a cup run? Did were you one of those people that wanted to see us do well in the cups and go on and have a run like like we did last season, or do you just think it's not the end of the world us, us being out, especially when we're just playing the reserves anyway? I mean, I think we've had last season. I think very quickly we realised that. Well, I definitely realised that I'd been far too optimistic based on pre-season. As soon as I seen us thump Leipzig, mate, I thought, here we go, here we go, ring the bells, get the beers out, it's time for a party. And, uh, you know, quickly realised that that weren't the case. Um, I think we've got a lot, a, a lot to look forward to this season in terms of quality, hungry players, um, new signings coming in and everyone jalling together. I'm really excited to watch us play some attractive football this season. I'm not disheartened that we're out of that, mate, no. No, what about, what about you, Neil? Because we've got such an affiliation with the tournament as well. Obviously, I know we haven't won anything since 1996, but when I was a kid, and I think me and you were similar ages, when you were a kid, Villa were winning the Coca-Cola Cup as it was then, and we've just been starved of any any trophy for, for so long now. So for me, I don't know whether you're the same, because I grew up on that, Ty's a little bit younger than us, I think, because I grew up on us win, winning that cup, I, I want to see it happen again, and it's just been so long now. Yeah, ninety four, ninety six, definitely live in the memory, all right. And and you know, even even since then, obviously the the final against United that we I still think to this day we should have won. And uh, last year, you know, we do have an affinity with the cup. Would be nice. Uh, I saw somebody popped up a post there to say that you know it was a wasted chance to get into the quarter final. And yes, 
there is no hiding from that. It was a wasted chance to get in there. Teams like Chelsea are out. Either Arsenal or Liverpool are going to be out tonight. You know, big teams were drawing each other. We could have had another clear open route towards an empty Wembley, but still Wembley nonetheless. Yeah. You know, and and to a semi final or a final. So for a club like us that are. You know, that, that I suppose they're riding the wave of optimism at the moment, I suppose, more so than anything else. And and obviously we've done some great great work in the transfer market. It would be nice to win today. But on the greater scheme of things, the fact that this cup is going to be over in, I think, is it over in like four weeks time? I think it's nearly, or does it take a break and come back in the we're new year? To, I can't remember. This, it kind of goes to December is the quarterfinals. Mm-hmm. Now so it falls back in line with what it used to be. And then yeah. the finals at the, at the end of Feb. I did, I did do some research on that, thinking that there might be a Wembley on the cards, but obviously I was wrong. Yeah, because that, that was kind of what I was thinking, was that, you know, if there was a bit of a break, it's obviously going to, because the Champions League is going to have to come back at some stage, the group draws were made today, and, and then they're going to have to find spot, find time for that. So, I suppose losing this or winning this would have been nice. It would have been a little bullet in the chamber for something to have a little bit something to look forward to. Fingers crossed and God forbid that anything did go pear-shaped in the league over the next couple of weeks. It would be something nice to look forward to. But look, as I say, can't really, I can't really dwell on a game like that tonight. Uh, if Dean Smith really wanted to get into the quarterfinal, we would have seen Jack, Tyrone, Mings and Watkins probably start. For me, I think... He wants to secure to secure safety a lot earlier this year, and to be honest with you, I think that's the smart the smart route. My heart says yes. I really want a, a, a Carabao Cup. Now they called it the Carling Cup. Now they called it the Coca Cola Cup earlier on as well. So Jesus, it's that's really showing the edge. Yeah, it's been <laughs> Worthington Cup. I think it was at one stage as well. I've got to call out my dad at this point, who's texting me, knowing full well that I'm doing this, and he's sat here watching me. But he actually just texted me to tell me how much he likes you now. So. You were a, you're a big uh, a big hit in the, in the Bardell household. Didn't say anything about you, Ty. So yeah. I, I still love you, Mister Bardell. Read, read into that what what you will. Probably a good time as well to mention that this show is in association with Pure Two. Have sent me some a lot of cans. To be fair, so if you do fancy a little bit of a discount, go onto their online store. Hashtag Villa View will get you ten percent off. Really good stuff. I never, to be fair, used to be much of an ale drinker, but this purity has has won me over, and I, I like a bit of ale now. So yeah, go and check that out. Nothing wrong with getting Villa cans. I don't know whether they deliver worldwide, but yeah, have a look. Ch- check it out now. Ty, are you worried about the feel-good going at all? Neil's just touched on it a little bit. We, we shouldn't. The feel-good shouldn't go, should it? Because there's so much good going on in the club at the moment. Getting knocked out of the League Cup by Stoke. It's not that much of a massive deal in the grand scheme of things. I, I don't think it's anything. Nah, the feel-good factor still in my heart anyway. And, you know... I uh, I interact with people on Twitter on a daily basis. You know, I've hundreds hundreds of uh, mes- uh, mentions a day. You know, of people who I communicate with, and the feel fa- the feel good factor is still there, mate. You know what? I I genuinely think that uh, you know that wasn't a full strength squad. Nothing yeah. to worry about, mate. The window's not open. I think maybe one or two more more through the door. Keep that feel good factor rolling in. Get some good results in, mate. A few shock results as well keeps that feel good factor coming in. I, you know, I'm I'm. 100% positive about this season, mate, if I'm honest. And Neil, I'm going to come to you because I feel like you might give a, a more reasoned response than Ty or even myself if I always ask the question. But j- just talk to me a little bit about Henry Lansborough. I've got to be honest, he, he, really, he really, really frustrates me. But I don't know whether I'm just being harsh. But what, did you, what, did you, what do you think? Because he should be taking a game like that by the scruff of the neck and you just, you, you just didn't notice him at all and you just think you're on a fair amount of money per week. I'd just like to see a little bit more. 
I'm going to do a sales pitch for Henry Hansbury, and I'm oh, going to yeah. say, if there's any good championship clubs out there, you need uh, this guy. This guy is everything you need. He sits in the pocket, he sprays it around like Tom Brady, <laughs> and he's pumped. He is a quarterback. You, you think of Perlow. Think of the championship Perlow. That's this is the guy you need. He's got lovely hair. He's got absolutely yeah, fantastic hair. Are you his agent? You want, he, I, I will be after this. If the, if you, when when crowds come back and you're a championship club, if you're struggling for people to come back, he will bring the female element back into your in, into the ground, and he will. You look, he's just fantastic. I will put him as Mister December in every single calendar for the next four years because you're going to take him on a four-year contract to cover up for his forty grand a week. And Henry Lansbury is just—he's the bomb. That's what I would say. But uh, no, to be serious about Henry Lansbury, I think that. Um, I, I, it must be very difficult for him. Like I do feel sorry yeah. for him because he's never going to play his way into this team. He, he's he's never going to do it. He's like, uh, it's he's so far down the pecking order, and and I suppose his star is so is so dull at the moment that he's not going to, to to be able to play his way into the team. He did have a chance last year. You know that Crystal Palace goal goes in. He probably gets a chance in a couple of more games, and he gets to play onwards. But Ross Barkley coming in, Conor Horan, it's just just no place for him. And I think that the the you know, games like this were the shop window for him, really. I, I think they were. But look, all accounts, really nice guy. Um, gets on with a lot of the guys there. And, and he is talented. It's just, I don't think it's ever really clicked with him at this club. No, I think injuries have curtailed him as, as well, to be fair. He's definitely lost a, a yard of pass. I don't think he was ever the quickest, but you can say that injuries, he said himself on social media, please, God, get me get me some new hamstrings. So I do feel sorry for him from, from that respect. But do you know what I mean, Ty? Like in, in a game like that against Stoke Reserves, you're playing central midfield, you get, you're get getting time on the, on the ball. I, I'd just like to see a little bit more. I mean, I've seen someone compare him on Twitter to uh, the outfield Mark Bunt. <laughs> That uh, that that did tickle me a little bit. Um, you know, I'm not gonna sit here and knock Mark Bun. Um, but yeah, I mean, if there's a time where you're in the shop window, you know, as Neil said, and there's a time for a performance, it's that one. You know, we know he's got a shift in him. It's just you know, whether that light switch is on, it's one or the other, isn't it? There's never a, a medium with Lansbury. It's either a great game or you know he's non-existent. And you know, I think today, I think you know, collectively, I think. You know, yeah. nobody put in, you know, an outstanding performance. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't really want to sit here and say, you know, Lansbury this, Lansbury that, you know. But, you know, there's 11 men on the field isn't there? at the end of the day. You know, it's a collective thing. So, uh, but, yeah, I, I don't think his performance was uh, anything to bark about, mate. Yeah, it's difficult, isn't it? Because really, sitting here doing this, I, I have to go through and pick, and pick out certain players. You you, you just yeah. have to do it. But, but what you say is true, then... No one stood out tonight at all. It was a, a pretty ordinary performance, if that really. And I do appreciate that it is difficult when you're having a disjointed team and you're putting a load of people together who don't play every week. It either sometimes can go like it did last week and it's absolutely brilliant against Bristol, or you have a night like tonight where literally nothing comes off and you never look like anything happening for you at all. Let's move away from the game a little bit because, quite frankly, I don't know what's worse, watching a game, having to come here and talk about it or being someone asked to sit here and, and listen to us talk about it. It's like just a, a combination of, of terrible things. But, Neil, Ross Barkley has signed since, since it was last, last at Villa mm. View. It's only on loan, but that, that is a massive statement signing from us, isn't it? Huge. Absolutely huge. I can't remember the last time that we would have been able to attract... Uh, an English player in their prime, I suppose, really. Tom Heaton, yes, being 33 years of age as uh, as a goalkeeper, you could potentially say he's in his prime as a goalkeeper, but an outfield player like Ross Barkley, um, I think that 
the the biggest thing from that is that it just shows how important the five year contract for Jack Grealish was, uh, because like he name checked him straight away. I loved the way that he mentioned Tammy Abraham said that the that the club was brilliant and that the fans were amazing, you know. Um, but Ross Barkley has, like, he was a child prodigy. Uh, he was the next Wayne Rooney, quote unquote, the next Paul Gascoigne, whoever you want to yeah. want to say about him. You know, wherever he's gone, people have had good things to say about him. Uh, you always see it with a 16, 17 year old that breaks on that their that their um their career kind of stalls at, at some stage, and maybe he needed to reinvent himself. Uh, being a number ten, he's moved back into the number eight role. It was interesting for Dean Smith to say that we often do play with a six and two eight because I don't think it's ever been verbalised that that's how we play the game. Uh, but Dean Smith did actually kind of verbalise it. He said we play a six and two eights because what it, I think a lot of the questions being asked were uh, how will he and McGinn kind of play in the same team. So the fact that Dean Smith said that means that that is very much kind of the the, the plan for it. I think you know for how it's going to go. Um, but obviously, look, he he's he's a creator. He's a he's a metronome. He he dribbles the ball. He's you know he's he's a powerful guy, and he's going to be the tallest midfielder that we have. Um, six foot two. Uh, before we came on there, we were discussing how we were discussing <laughs> how, how tall we were, and uh, you know, Matt Barkley's six foot two, and he's going to be our tallest midfielder. You're, you're not far off him, are you, Neil? <laughs> yeah. No, I'm more John McGinn, I'm about five feet. <laughs> yeah, Neil, Neil doesn't strike me as being the target man type. Let, let, let's, let's put it that way. Sorry, Neil just took Phillips. Uh, I was the Kevin Phillips to the or to the uh, to the Nile Quinn. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. So Neil touched on it, but Jack Grealish, you can't overstate the influence that he has on this football club, really, because that deal, I don't think it happens if Jack Grealish isn't staying at Villa. I don't. I think Barkley initially perhaps had some trepidation about about coming to Villa, but then Jack signs the new deal, gets in his ear, and, and he turns up. You just, you know, we, we all know we're really lucky to have Jack, but this is just another facet of it, isn't it? The fact that. He's, he's basically attracting Ross Barkley to Villa. I mean, we're a massive club. We don't need anyone to attract people. But do you know what I mean? Barkley's coming because he wants to come to Villa and he wants to play with Jack, and that's massive. I, I, I think that's... It's it's crazy that you hear about that in interviews. You know, when do you hear a, you know, a footballer talk about, oh, yeah, me and uh, Jack had some words, you know, me and Tammy had some words, you know. I think John Terry probably had a pull on it as well, mate. You yeah. know, it's it's... A good network of people as well as a solid, you know, a solid foundation of players and backroom staff. I mean, the only thing that the only downside to Ross Barkley signing is, is I'm not going to see him slide into the whole lower when he scores a goal. Like the chances we might never get to see him play at Villa Park, like, you know, in person. Oh, yeah. And that really upsets me. Like the thought of just not seeing it, mate, because the thing is with a Villa. You don't choose the villa, the villa chooses you. That's how I describe it to people, you know, like as a, you know, as a fan, you know, villa chooses you. And I feel like, you know, 99% of people who come through the door, especially when there's a feel good factor, like they love villa. Like they just learn to love everything about villa, you know, everything about the history, everything about the club, everything about the fans. And I really do think he's going to end up becoming a proper villa. Yeah, it's mad, isn't it? Because Tammy's essentially selling something to him about the crowd. That he might not never see Neil, and that that is it's quite a sobering thought, really. I mean, did I miss going to Villa Park tonight? Pro- probably not. <laughs> obviously, obviously, it wouldn't have been the greatest night in the world. But do, do you know what I mean? We we won't get to see a player like Ross Barkley play play for us, perhaps. And Tammy selling something that Ross Barkley might not ever experience being in that home side playing for Villa. 
Yeah, well, it's 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 a funny one. It's a funny year, as I say, and and that is definitely a dynamic that uh, I don't think any player is really going to take that too too much to heart. Like he could still be a, still be a hero for Aston Villa. Pings went in the top bin and uh, on Sunday uh, against Liverpool, I think uh, the blue half of Merseyside would erupt. Never mind the the Clarence blue half of uh, of Birmingham, but uh, it'd be fantastic. But um, yeah, it's it, it it's. I still have a sneaking suspicion that there's more to this loan, and I know that um, Matt Maher from the from the Star and a couple more people have come out and said it's just a straight up loan. There's no obligation to buy or anything like that. But at the end of the day, player power would dictates an awful lot. And if he goes back to Chelsea and Chelsea sign a couple of players, you know, and he's had a good good season with Villa, surely yeah. must put us in pole position. Um, and I think for a player like Ross Barkley and. And uh, I always think, and this is really unfair, but and I try and suppress this thought an awful lot. But whenever I, uh, my initial thought when Ross Barkley was linked with us was, please don't be Tom Cleverly, you know, please don't be Tom Cleverly. Even though Cleverly did okay for us, I just think Ross Barkley is so much more. And uh, if we do have this try before we buy situation uh, with him on loan, and if he did reject the likes of Leeds and West Ham and so on, and obviously the chance to stay on the bench for Chelsea and move up north towards Villa, then that's promising. You know, that is promising. With player power these days, and, and I'm, I don't know how long his contract is, but maybe he doesn't have much left to go because he's been in Chelsea for the last, uh, this, I think this is his third year in Chelsea, that, you know, we might be in poor position to... To, to sign him long term but that's the ever ever the optimist in me there's been a lot of times we've had players on loan that I think we should have bought but just didn't work out so hopefully we put ourselves in uh, in the position to do that with a good league finish this year um, and keep a player of his quality Yeah and Ty the, another key thing I think with this signing is it takes some of the burden off, off Jack a little bit often teams d- double up on Jack and Villa aren't always in the position to, to take advantage of that it's another ball carrier if Jack if Jack's marked, it's someone else who can carry the ball and carry yards with the ball, which really pretty much other, other than Jack. I know McGinn sometimes does his ease swim run as, as Neil calls it, but you know what I mean? It's it's someone else who can who can carry the ball and that's important. Someone else who's creative. Yeah. Um the the middle of the field is not an area of the pitch I'm worried about this season, if I'm honest. Um, you know, if we if you imagine a game where we've got Grealish on form, Watkins on form. Traore or Trez. Trez, you know, Trez, when he has a good game, has a really good game. You know, McGinn, like he played um, in the last game. Unreal. You know, Barkley as well. Dougie's on his A game. Mate, that is one area of the field I'm not worried about. I feel like we're starting to add so much quality to the first team. You know, Depth is a little bit of an issue, but, you know, it's not something you can overcome in, you know, one transfer window in terms of quality. Um, but, yeah, I, I think it'll be great. I'm so excited to see them two alongside each other, mate. Like, I literally can't wait for Sunday. I mean, Sunday's going to be a real test, um, you know, of how far have we actually come, um, you know, because, you know, we've had a good run of fixtures, you know, won those first two games, start of the season, but... You know, Liverpool might be a reality check a little bit. You know, Liverpool are still Liverpool. You know, they haven't really done much business in the window and that's because they don't need to because they're world-class. You know, the best, you know, up there in the best team in the world at the minute, uh, probably alongside Bayern, I'd say, the two top teams in the world at the minute. Um, I'm not worried about the fixture against Liverpool, but I I think it will be a bit of an eye-opener of how far we have actually come with our signings. 
Yeah, Neil, people say it's, it's a free hit, which I, which I don't particularly buy just because you've won your first two. I think Dean Smith said it actually in his interview, just because you've won your first two games, it doesn't make, make the Liverpool game a free hit because you never know how many points you're going to need later on in the season. But we gave him a scare last season without perhaps being any side of any note in, in the league. You feel like we're going to have something about us this year. And I actually think, I'm not saying for one minute we're going to win, but you know what? I think we can give him a game. Why not? Why not? It's like it's eleven against eleven. They're they're going to have to come unstuck at some at some stage. I know they went the majority of last year unbeaten, um, and uh, I can't even remember who beat them. Was it Watford? I think it was. Yeah, Watford. I think it was Watford beat them last year. Yeah. Well, why can't we beat them at the start of the season? As I say, I'm I'm criminally optimistic going into Villa games uh, on a, a normal basis. Um, I definitely have a lot of the claret blue glasses on, but I think that there is a formula there. It's just, it's trying to keep that formula intact for 90 minutes against Liverpool is the hardest thing. Sadio Mane and Salah and Firmino, the fluidity of that, of that front line. Um, of the, uh, Firmino, or sorry, not, for, uh, not Firmino, Fabinho is, uh, is so pivotal to, the, pivotal to them there. And I think that we might see Ross Barkley play maybe in that 10 role a small bit more or push onto him an awful lot more and try and get beyond him and get in between. Because if you get beyond him and get in between the two centre-halves, uh, you tend to get joy in there because they're looking for a physical battle. But if you get a tricky feat inside there. So I think it, there's, a, there's a couple of things that kind of go in our favour from a tactical point of view. And Ollie Watkins and stuff like that is, is, a, yeah. is a, type of, a type of striker that can get in around people's feet. And um, while Van Dyke is the best defender in the world at the moment, you know, um, if you've got lots of people running at you from different angles, and like you can still target defenders, you know, to try and get at them, and and I think once you get past Fabinho and nullify him, um, it exposes the two centre halves, and then it becomes a uh, pretty much, you know, you get foot races and you get you get mismatches at times. So, um, interesting to see what happens, but uh, keep it tight uh, in the first couple of minutes, uh, try and catch him on a break, and then see what way the game develops. I think it's going to be the best thing. I'm I'm a lot more confident in our backline now. And yeah. uh, also Emmy Martinez and goals as well. There's just a certain kind of impervious kind of feeling off him as well. Uh, so and and he does have, uh, you know, against Arsenal and Liverpool last year, he does have kind of their strikers number, uh, saving a lot of shots from them and and being used to facing shots from them and and keeping clean sheets and stuff in the in the um, in the, the the community shield and the, um, the FA Cup final as well. So yeah, I'm clinging to all the straws here. <laughs> to, ah, no, to see if good. we've got a, a result. I love it, mate. It's, it's all good stuff. I mean, if you think about it, Leeds on the opening day, that they caught Liverpool's high line a couple of times. And you think, you look at that game, Leeds scoring three, I'd say we're, we're better defensively than Leeds. Obviously, Leeds are still adapting to the league, you know. So the, there's no reason why we, we can't get anything against Liverpool on Sunday. And I, I'm really looking forward to it. I think, like you, what one of you said, I think it's a really good barometer. And just finally, Ty, obviously, Gareth Southgate named his, his England squad today. I mean, to be fair, he was a 30 man squad. If Grealish and Mings aren't getting into a 30-man squad at the moment, I think there would have been something seriously wrong. But I, I did have that little bit of nerves that, that he wasn't going to make it, he wasn't going to pick him. So how pleased were you to see Grealish named in the squad again? Oh, mate, I was uh, I was over the moon. And the thing is, that font ain't the easiest to read either. So I'm looking now, I'm like, right, yeah. he's in the midfield. Right, no, he's not there. Yeah, down as like, Blow me, that striker looks big. You know, because Dominic Calvert-Lewin takes up most of the top row. And then he's like, yes, there he is. First thing I did, mate, was... Uh, I sent Kevin Snapchat like screaming down the camera, go, come on, Kevo, come on, Kevo. So uh yeah, he was buzzing as well. Like so uh but yeah, over the moon for him to be fair, mate. I hope he uh long mate continue. And uh yeah. 
you know, the thing is, Jack gets Jack gets a lot of hate nationwide. And, you know, as he said in an interview that I think he said a coach had said to him when he's young, that pressure is a privilege. And I just can't wait for the time where in a major tournament and he's featured in it and just to see the entire nation sing Super Jackie Grealish, mate, it's going to be it's going to be a goosebumps type of moment. You know, one of them where the entire Villa fan base can say, I told you so. Like, that's what the hype's about. There you go. I, I'm just so happy for the kid, mate. Yeah, I mean, you're saying long, mate, continue. I mean... Long should it continue? He should absolutely be happening. Yeah. He's he's more than good enough to continuously get picked in the England team, let alone the England squad. So just a few bits of admin to finish. Give Purity another little plug. Make sure you're visiting their website and getting yourself ten percent off their Villa Stroke Beer goodies with hashtag Villa View. That'll get you the ten percent discount. And also, don't know whether you've got yours, boys, but we've got the the Villa View mug collection that that's just come out. A few questionable choices in there. I don't I don't think Jack was a questionable choice but have uh, you two got your mugs yet i've i've a gabby one on order <laughs> oh, yeah you got you went, went for the gabby one um, i would gabby on. one let, let me hide my uh my, my address mine's been delivered i just wasn't oh, here when it. it came yeah so i've got to get up and go and get it it's seven o'clock in the morning so uh oh, no. yeah mate i'll be having a few coffees out of that in the morning yeah, make sure you do visit our shop. I think the web address is thevillaview.tv. I can't see anything on the screen at the moment other than Ty and Neil, so I haven't got a clue what's flashing up, what's going on in front of me. But yeah, I think it's thevillaview.tv. And then if you delve onto our store, you'll be able to look at our mug collection. I think there's five to choose from. I mean, why not get them all if you, if you fancy getting the whole collection? But boys, it's been brilliant to have you on. It's been a good chat. It was a pretty miserable game, to be honest. I didn't really enjoy it, but I've enjoyed speaking to you both. And make sure you check out Neil's podcast for the love of Paul McGrath. Time myself went on earlier in the week. Really enjoyed speaking to you. We're definitely going to have you both on again. But Neil, we'll definitely be getting you on again as well. Because quite frankly, I really enjoy talking to you, and you've, you've got my dad's seal of approval as well. So yeah, we'll get we'll get you on again. Thanks very much, Mr. Vettel. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back on Sunday for the post-match point again, talking about Villa playing Liverpool at Villa Park. Just hoping for some positives to talk about. To be honest, but as I say. Got a sneaky feeling we might do something. So, yeah, come and join us on Sunday around nine o'clock. After that, it might not be nine o'clock. I've got no idea what time the kickoff is actually. It might be closer to 10 o'clock actually by the time the game's finished. But, yeah, look out on our social channels and you'll get all the information you need around the next post match point. Thanks ever so much for joining us. Up the villa. Up the villa. Podcast Network.